Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to PSVG's Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and I'm joined by my clubhouse co-host, Garrett in the Forest mm-hmm. Minish herself. Rebecca, how are you guys? Doing good? You scarred me for life, Donnie. <laughs> Why did you show me that song? <laughs> it's going to be playing in our heads all night. Oh, man. Acapella voices with the Donkey Kong Country theme song from a, a random... What was Super Smash Brothers? No. Super Smash Brothers. Donkey Kong no. Country vocals track from Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Couplings. Go out there and listen to it. Should never have. Yes. Sweet guitar, though. Sweet guitar. (laughs) Tonight, we're going to record episode 142 titled Bait and Switch. But before we get into all of that, let us thank those that keep the boat afloat over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you, Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh, Borboni, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tice, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Michael Masick, The Egg Shin, Zach Bradshaw, and Nick Fallhaber. Now, I have some games to talk about. Okay. Um, I want to talk to you guys about Fun Time. I want to talk to you about Deadly Premonition 2. Maybe even Catherine. So it could take a while. So would you prefer I go first or last? I don't know. I have a lot to talk about too. Oh, I boy. got a lot to talk about. We're not going to get to any of the we're not going to get to any of the news. <laughs> All right. Um, let's start with hashtag Fun Time. I got a review copy of this on Xbox. I've been playing it for a little over a week now. It's fantastic. If you ever liked arcadey twin stick shooters if you like resogun if you like all of that good stuff geometry wars this is that this is geometry wars i made a little play on words earlier geometry wars evolved was actually the game that came out it was the title of the game this is geometry wars evolved evolved it takes that same formula that you know and love but it literally just raises the bar it has all kinds of different modes all kinds of different um strategies and gimmicks and mechanics that are at play that that really change the game have you guys played geometry wars no i think a little bit okay yes this this hurts <laughs> you guys are hurting my feelings played, right now are you I crazy I, to an extent i freaking like, love this game geometry wars was amazing all right mm-hmm. so um you guys saw my gifts though right you saw gifts and videos of it all right right yeah, absolutely. it's top down twin stick shooter arcade game it's got all the neon colors all the little space, you know, type themes. Got the crazy techno bumps. You get the, all the right. You get into that mode, right? Except this game goes far crazier with it than I think Geometry Wars ever did, ever did. Um, not only do you shoot with the twin stick and you get upgraded guns, right? You get better ships. You get better things. Mm-hmm. You get to a point where you can leave a color trail, like your wake, as you zoom around. And then there are enemies that enter the stage that also have colors. And if you can make your enemy cross over your wake that's the same color, they will explode. So in addition to shooting them, you can kind of plan for that. But then you have to change colors on the fly. And then they enter like these lasers that you can pass through if you're the same color as the laser. So it all kind of mixes into the swirl of this frantic twin stick shooter that you're constantly changing colors in, that the enemies are constantly changing colors in, that you're also trying to like line up wakes and everything as you shoot forward. And it's just amazing. It's it sounds like a 
big mix of strategy and like skill like i mean like i've never i've never speed. considered myself good at these types of games i definitely know people that are better i think jason Lacey will overtake me on leaderboards <laughs> very quickly but i love playing them i really love playing them there's also uh so there's a challenge mode which is like an extended tutorial I think there's, I don't know, I didn't count them, 15, 20 levels or something like that, that you get grades on. You can three-star, two-star, one-star them. They have different capabilities. Some of these levels have, like, mazes that kind of remind me of, like, subspace emissary. Kind mm -hmm. of. Like, in a twin-stick world, right? Where you get dropped in this, and you've got to get to the finish as fast as you can. Like, that's how you're graded. Oh, okay, yeah. But in your way are enemies, are gates, are puzzles that test you to do all of the moves. Um, you even get a... um like a boost mechanic. You've got to boost through stuff. So they've got that on there, which Geometry Wars never had anything like that, right? So you've got mm -hmm. that. The thing that has grabbed me most that I'm almost ashamed to admit, because it goes against kind of everything that I've ever said about myself and my own gaming taste, is it has like a survivor mode. And it's a grind mode. And I've been addicted to it ever since I started playing. So cool. you start with nothing. No lives, no guns, no bombs, no nothing. You go as far as you can, you die eventually, you then earn points for your death, you then buy more stuff, you then go back in, you start over, and you do it all over again, and you keep doing it, and you keep doing it until you get better and better, and you just keep going as far as you can. I dropped like five hours into it on Xbox just one day, just, just kept playing the same thing over and over and over again. I was like, I can do better. I it can do better. Like it's addicting. Like you just want to try it one more time. Yes. Try it one more time. Like, yes. oh, I, I got enough. I'm going to be able to get through it this time. The moment that I saw it, uh, when we talked about July's releases and I saw this hashtag fun time, the moment I saw a screenshot, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to play that game. And then the moment I got it, I was like, oh yeah, it's everything I could have wanted it to be. So, so this is a roguelite. I mean, there's, that mode is, that's just one mode. Yeah. There's a bunch of modes oh, in there. There's there's, there's a mode where the map is like super big. So you mm -hmm. don't, so a lot of times the map just fits the screen, right? The boundaries of the map is your screen, but then there's a mode where it's bigger and you can go off screen. You can screen over to the next screen and there's all kinds of crazy stuff happening. So it's, that's what I meant by it's Geometry Wars evolved, evolved because it took this thing that we knew and mm -hmm. it just threw a bunch of stuff on top of it and they really kind of serve it up to you. To kind of enjoy it however you want. They don't force you to play either which way. If okay. you got to go through the campaign, if you want to, and get all the three stars, it's going to be challenging to get all the three stars. Um, you will have to do, do a little bit of everything, but it's just a little bit of everything. And then when you get into the arcade modes, they're all unlocked. You can just kind of go whichever way you want. There's is survivor mode. There's big map mm -hmm. survivor mode. Like They really cut it up into a bunch of little pieces. It's like, do whatever you want. And there's a leaderboard okay. for everyone. Does it feel really cluttered? at all like frantic or do you in the good way like, in, in the a good, good way. way there was a lot going on oh there are times <laughs> there are times where so much stuff's happened and then i see my ship kind of come out of it and i'm like i don't even know i did that that was pretty good donnie <laughs> you did a pretty that. good job it was it was lucky or you were really good that was mm -hmm. really good one of those two things happened it was it's quite good. so the enemy is there like different types of enemies oh or, of course yeah like like so, so at first they kinds. start off with like little galaga blocks that like float around and then you've got the ones that chum, come in with different colors that chase you mm -hmm. then you've got like big dudes that pop up that actually shoot at you while they chase you then you've got like um black hole like colorful rainbow swirls that start swirling that you can't get in the swirl you get lasers that mm. come across the screen that you know you've got to zip out of yes yes all of that it's they're also like little microsoft green excel symbols that are like you know power-ups that you're not uh, power-ups what do you call it um your multiplier 
So you can oh, grab okay, those yeah. as quick as you can and get double points. So you're doing in the survivor mode. You want to get as many of those as you can. And you get them all the time as you like kill them, as you kill out the enemies. So at any time, there might be six or seven of them across the screen. Um, there are meteors that fly in just off the map. Like this comet comes and explodes at mm. you. You got to move out of the way of it. And yeah, it's all kind of going on at once. And it's just kind of like this neon disco colorful pop to it. Yeah. Barrage of things happening in front of your eyes. It's all right. Um, I don't have to go too deep into it. Here's ultimately, I think the best review I can give it. I was given a code for this to play for free on Xbox, which I did for a week. And then it released today on Switch. I happily bought another copy for myself. Oh, wow. Happily. I was it happy to buy it. It sounds like a game another. you would want to have portably. Like a Switch seems like the perfect fit for that kind of game. I told would you my, say? I told my son, I was like, hey, I bought this on Switch if you want to get it. And he goes, yeah, I don't know if I want to play that. I go, what do you mean you don't want to play it? He goes, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of one of those games that you waste time on. And I oh. said, isn't that what Fortnite is? <laughs> <laughs> I think you could make that argument for any game right. but then Pretty again that's any like game, any yeah. hobby as long but as i told him i was time. like isn't that what fortnite was and he like snapped this look and i was like <laughs> you're doing the same thing over and over and over in that game it's the same thing what are you talking about here kid and he was like <laughs> i guess and <laughs> <laughs> <It> just leaves <laughs> um i think the the screen i think it was a little bit too much for him to take in which is funny okay. because he played hyperscape and he had no problems with it but um this is a long-standing like shack thing between me and Jason. Jason and I love good twin stick shooter, and I'll throw Kyle in here too. Kyle loves a good twin stick shooter, and anybody out there, console, switch, I don't care where you play it. If you get a chance to play hashtag fun time, I think you should because it's really at, at what it does. It's really really good. I think it's fifteen, but there's a discount oh, on bad. it right now. I think it's like eleven fifty right now. That wow! Like a good price for it. And because I bought. Um, you remember I was telling you I bought Dragon Quest Builders and then I got Catherine and then the Deadly Permission. Mm-hmm. I had like two dollars worth of coins, so that eleven twenty five was like nine fifty, <laughs> and I was like ha- happily, I will nice. happily pay nine fifty for a copy of this on Switch. Nice. And but now here's the problem: Do I grind it out on Switch and get caught up to where I was on Xbox? Because I had a lot of time set in on Xbox. There's um, no cross progression or anything, I assume. No. Also. And I'm glad I just said this and thought of this because I, guys, I haven't prepared anything for this review. Um, the Joy Cons leave a little bit to be desired. Mm. That's that's pretty sure. Like, and I, you guys know me. I'm I'm kind of a uh, Joy Con apologist. But the moment I picked it up and I started playing a Joy Con, I just didn't feel like I was shooting as accurately as I was on Xbox. Right. I could I, I could see where I would shoot and I would miss left and right. I'm like, what is going on? It just didn't have like that finer. Yeah precision yeah. aiming you know like you try to go right and you go too far right you try to go like you go too far left mm-hmm. uh, I, I did notice that quickly so you know get a clip play with a pro controller if you can it's still perfectly i played it just fine on you know on switch i may i got used to it i made up with it but having played it for a week on xbox i did pick it up and kind of notice that pretty quickly but also i haven't updated my joy cons in a while and i know they just released a new update and stuff like that so maybe that could be on me as well probably not but doubt it yeah, I doubt it too, but just mm-hmm. just throwing that out there before anybody goes, no, I don't want it. Get it. Get <laughs> is, the game. Is the D-pad any better or can you move with that at all? I think you can. Like I'm not yeah. sure. And the reason I'm not sure is I've been playing a lot of Catherine too, so I might just <laughs> bring that <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, so let me segue into Catherine Full Body, which I got last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
that game is fantastic. I didn't realize as much work had went into this as as there was. I mean, mm-hmm. that's on me for not following it a whole lot. I played Catherine on 360. I own Catherine on 360. It's on my Xbox One. It's backwards compatible. I can play it. I have played it recently. So I was never like, I'm going to get full body for $60, right? I think that's what I've said about it the whole time. It's like, I already have mm-hmm. that game. And to be honest with you, I think a part of me was just kind of judging the Switch by its cover, like thinking like it's just going to look like the 360 version. It doesn't. It looks like the PlayStation 4 version. The moment that I got it and I started playing, I felt really impressed with the visuals. So I went and looked up a comparison there. It's pretty spot on. Like there was really no difference here. There might be just a faint touch of brightness more on the PlayStation side, but the switch version looks just like it. It doesn't appear that anything is locked out of it. And they overhauled everything, the menus, the modes, the story. I knew that there was another character I just thought yeah. it would be like new game plus character. No, it's from the original. Yeah, yeah, they they've redone the whole yeah. thing. It's a whole new I don't know, not like a whole new experience, but it's a different experience. Um, which I love because if you guys haven't played Catherine, it's quite good too. Now I shared some clips over on the Shack Life Twitter. <laughs> um some of them were flagged. It's a mature game. It's a very right. mature game. Yeah, it's a mature game. So it's <laughs> not for kids and stuff like that. And if you don't like puzzles, you're probably gonna like it either. But there is something exhilarating with Catherine's flair of puzzle design in the sense that it's I always feel like um you've played Catherine, right, Garrett? I haven't played it actually. Oh, wow. That's the one thing game I want to go to. I want to ask somebody that has played it because I think they would support this when I say it. I feel like it trains my brain. Like it's one of those games Very that when, much, I, yes. when I play it, I'm just like I felt dumb when I first started. I'm like I've done this before. Uh, I think but a lot of people you, feel that way. Yeah. As you play it, you start to see the cubes that aren't there, right? And that's the whole thing. As you're making these cubes, I don't know, like kind of like Hubert, where you're trying to climb the tower by pulling. Yeah, these you're blocks you're out pulling and blocks and pulling yeah, them in, yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's enemies and yeah. I've so if you're it. doing the block puzzle, that's kind of what the whole thing is, and then you get these extended cutscenes that are between. Garrett, it's got Persona music in the jukebox. You can jam mm. out Persona 5. And that's pretty uh, good. They're, they're all the DLCs included. So I don't think it was on the PlayStation version. I think it was like $25. I think it is on the Switch version. Wow. So you get like these goggles that show everybody in their underwear if you want. Cool. It's, <laughs> it's all there. You can do all of it. Uh, you can that's, hit the bar. Awesome. You can have drinks. You can do all the stories. I'm going for the Catherine yeah. of the Sea yes. true ending where she ends up as a succubus and you're like, you're in hell with her dad. That's the one I'm going yep. for. I've heard about that. One. The one that I finished the first time was the, was the original Catherine with a K and she left me. So I don't, oh I, I think God. I got the Catherine with a K's bad ending the first time. Uh, Rebecca, there are, there are three Catherines. I think every one of them have four or five different endings. There's a lot of different endings. You can play this game a bunch of different ways. It was just one game. Like I didn't realize there was more than one game. I thought people were just referring to it as like different things. I don't know. I don't know anything about this. It's so um so oh man, you're Vincent, think Vincent, and you cheat on your girlfriend after like a one night stand at the bar. And then you're haunted in your dreams by her that you have to escape. If you don't escape, you'll die. And there are all these rumors going around that this is the wrath of a girlfriend, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a real thing, not like in your dream. Like when you're out in the real world, there are people talking about it. Like, have you heard about this? There are people, there are women killing their boyfriends in their dreams. And, um, (laughs) and then you meet another Catherine. So there's three Catherines and you have all these moral decisions that you have to make along the way. Like, 
do you think marriage is the beginning of life or the end of your life? And based on how you pick, it judges your morality, which steers you in the direction of the ending that you get to go to. I would like the decision-making morality aspect of it, but I don't think I like the premise of the game. My wife liked it, too, until the cutscene started, and she was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I could see that. She's like, Donnie, is this like porn? It's like, no. <laughs> well, it's getting there. Kind of. is close. Or <laughs> like getting there. <laughs> it's fantastic on Switch. Uh, I think it's still, I think it's a lot to ask for a game as old as it is, but I do think with the new content and the upgrades, it's a, it's a worth its price. Although I would encourage people to wait personally. I mean, just because unless you've never played it before, if you've never played for it, go for it, go have a blast. But if you're somebody like me that has played it and have it somewhere else, maybe wait on it. Remember, I got this from Dragon Quest Builders to trade in plus the trade-in promotion. So I basically got it for like half off. I'm in it for like 30 bucks. Right. I feel a little bit better about that than 60. Yeah, I need to get it a little bit cheaper before I yeah. dive into that. Um, but did you know the full, you know, Catherine Full Body is also the Persona 5 engine? Mm -hmm. That's the same engine. And you say they rehauled everything in this game. All and the menus really look the same. Well. well, I don't I don't care about the menus. Well, I mean, it's just, I'm just telling you. It's working. Well. On, on the Switch. It's matter? not coming, Garrett. It's not coming. Because Persona 5 is coming to the Switch. Uh, Come on. It is. Just... In Warrior's form. In <laughs> Striker's oh, form, boy. we are getting Persona 5. Uh, and we you and I will have a very long podcast where we chat about how great Persona 5 Strikers is. Because it's going to be better. It's, it's going to be good. It's going to be so good. Which brings me to the last game that I've been playing. Deadly Premonition 2. I want to hear about this. Uh, what do you want to hear about it, Rebecca? What I want to hear everything about it. Well, it sucks. That's pretty much everything <laughs> oh, no. about it. It's it's <laughs> it's bad. Uh, I shared my earliest experiences. Um, <laughs> there are moments where there are things happening in dialogue, but nothing on the screen is moving. As for example, in the first cutscene of the game, there was somebody who was supposed to reach into his briefcase and pull out some files and present them to everybody, yeah. and you just see him like stuck in his briefcase for a minute and then the dialogue just kind of snaps back uh the character moves like a tank like resident evil 2 like you turn and go forward turn and go back it's just i mean it's framey it's well, like it is everything the, that it says the bugginess because we already know about the bugginess what, the only thing that i would attribute to bugginess is maybe the low times i have not encountered a crash i have not encountered anything that didn't work like it was supposed to I have reached a load time that I want to say if I had recorded it was at least three minutes long. And I've heard that there are load screens that like freeze while it's trying to load. So it's possible that it was went into load. It froze for a moment, came back and finally, but it takes a long time. You just sit there and it's not like there's nothing happening on the screen. It's just black. So it makes you think like your switch is broke or something. Like you hit the home button. You're like, is it working? And then you come back. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I put five hours in, it was a hard five hours to get through. And mm. the moment all of the news started breaking. So sweary released an update, you know, all of the transphobic things that have come out and the dead naming and everything. He was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it was going to be that offensive. Like earth to sweary. It's 2020 now. And, uh, they said they were going to rewrite it. They've also released apologies saying like, we're going to fix this. Like the game is a buggy mess. We're going to fix it. So, 
Af- that, did they not know that before it released though like you have on. to hope they knew that yeah i think of i honestly think a lot did. of it is like the marketing like we're talking about it now because of that and then they're gonna fix it and then it'll so once all the news came out that they're gonna fix it i gotta tell you my my urge to to play it's kind of plummeted i was like I'll, I'll just wait for the fix because if i'm gonna keep playing it like this i'm gonna quit because i don't like it and i wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily liking what i was playing earlier anyway um you first open up the game when you get like the skateboard and everything and you, you meet the chef and you kind of skate across town it was really really hard to get through um because of like the lagginess like um so like all right so in the first scene you open up and you're being interviewed by this um by these these detectives you have to look around the room and kind of scan for clues. So mm-hmm. I went to like turn left and it just kind of like shuddered in stages oh, no. to the left. And then I like, I clicked right on the D pad to move over to the right thing. And it took like a couple seconds to highlight. I was just like, what is this? Is this clock tower from 1994 or something? Like it just sounds like it would be a pain to play. It, like that's, I, it, Yeah. Exactly. You're just like, why am I doing this? It's awful. And uh, so, I mean, all the reviews I th- I would say are right. Now, I don't know if the story is good because I haven't played it that long. Again, after all these updates come out, I'm just going to put it on a shelf and wait. Because mm-hmm. uh, if I keep doing this, I feel like I'm never going to get there to begin with. Like, if I could have returned it, I would have. Bye, Catherine. Catherine's so much better. <laughs> it's so much better. But hashtag fun time. It's so much better. Get Paper Mario. It's going to be so much better than this. It's... I understand that certain people might have an affinity for something that's so bad. Like they may even want something like that out of the norm. This is kind of irresponsible to release something like this yes. in 2020 at this state. Like this is kind of, word. it's just bad. I mean, it's just, it's, it's unacceptable. Yeah. And it's just unacceptably bad. It's like, look, you can make a good game be bad without yes. doing this. This isn't yeah. what you had to do to get your point across, right? Like you could have mm-hmm. just chopped the resolution or something, but still have locked 30. Um, I haven't read playable. the digital foundry. I haven't seen the digital foundry recap, but I did see some tweets about it. At times they were recording frames, FPS dropping to two and four, That's which is just, kind of what I was what? seeing. Exactly. You're like, That's what? That's kind of where we are at the state in this game. And I don't know if it was a rush. I don't know if he was... I want to know, like, was he overseeing it or did he just kind of write it and hand it off to somebody to go out and make it? But it's not good. It also, and I'm, this might be a little harsh and a little unfair because I, I've only played it portably. It doesn't look great, like in portable, like just at, at the, and that's not just a resolution thing. I'm talking about the style and everything, like what they were going for. It has this telltale ish kind of look to it, but it's like super edgy and um jagged you know it's like old yeah. you know it's just really jagged lines and game. everything exactly exactly and when that doesn't perform well all of that stuff that you take into account of that so like when people are talking like you know like the teeth and the mouth like you know it's just it's all bad <laughs> it's just there's not a whole <laughs> lot of good things to say about it which is a shame because is a shame. i could imagine if it was 720p and it was running 30 frames per second and it had some anti-aliasing and there was some more time spent on it like maybe there's something here or there um but in its current state it's just it's just hard to recommend it's really really hard to recommend to anybody even somebody i really like the first game and i have been I, there's a reason i pre-ordered it i've been looking forward <laughs> to it for a few months and uh this one bit me i got burned so uh, maybe don't pre-order things so fast. <laughs> I guess that's the only thing to to take away. Like, if you're pre-ordering something, be sure what you're pre-ordering. 
Yeah. Well, I, it was so much worse than the first one too, right? That's like, the thing. It's like the the last awesome. one wasn't this bad. The yeah. last one was bad. It wasn't this bad. <laughs> this is a whole new level of bad. The mm-hmm. last one was like, well, it's a it's a PS2 game. I'm gonna cut it some slack. You know, it's okay. Right. It runs. <laughs> it's playable. It, it's playable. That's playable. The thing. This one is not playable. This, one, no. right. this is the this passes the Garrett line of playable. This is unplayable. So pretty much. Sorry. So, nope. Deadly Premonition Two fans. Mm. Mm-hmm. But hashtag fun times amazing. Rebecca, what have you been playing? <laughs> I've been doing a whole mix of things. Um, I got my Super Nintendo Classic this week. Um, Donnie, you convinced me to get the refurbished one that Nintendo was selling. Um, I did own um, a Super Nintendo Classic for about a day. I bought it specifically to um, sell to my friend who wanted one back when they were very hard to find in stores. Um, so this was my first one that was like mine, opening it up, playing it. I added all of the games. I modded it. It was very easy nice. to do. I had a couple people ask me how to do it. I sent them the same video that you sent me. It was great. Piece if you're candy. thinking about doing, you know, doing that and adding games to yours, it's so easy. Like, don't be yeah, afraid. You love the wrapper, love the settings, get the controller. It's a, such a mm-hmm. simple little box you can take with mm-hmm. you. The thumbnails and, and yeah. I don't know how much I'll play it, to be honest with you, but I like having it just as like, that was my first console, you know, probably mm-hmm. my favorite. Just Nostalgia. having a lot of games on there to be able to like, just boot up if I ever want to. Well, you can back up, you know, your ROMs of licensed games mm-hmm. that are never going to make it to Nintendo Switch Online or no longer yep. available mm-hmm. in virtual console. That's what I've been telling everybody to do with those things. Like, mm-hmm. get your old favorite games, put them on there, and then put it in a drawer. You never Preserve know. your library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At some point in life, you'll want to go back and you'll have it. Mm-hmm. And it just looks cool on my shelf, you know? That's true. It is very <laughs> yeah. good looking. So, I'm glad that I did that. You know, I think it was a, even a little bit cheaper refurbished. So I'm, I'm oh. really happy. Um. I have been playing more Earthbound. Um, I think I'm getting close to the end of the game. It's like just still surprising me and being wacky and being like, like, I don't even know like why I didn't play this a long time ago. Um, It's still surprising me. Um, I have gotten like, I think there's eight total bosses that you have to go seek out and fight. I've done, I believe, six of them. I think I'm on the seventh one. So I have like two more to go. And then whatever the end game is for the final boss. Um, but How many I'm, hours are you it. I'm probably close to 30. Yeah. That's I've been playing most game. of it. I've been playing most of it on stream. I played a little bit off stream as well. Um, like the grinding parts of it and like a couple parts where I had to go through some caves. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's still like I'm finding different parts where it's still catching me off guard, where the game is just like very self-aware, hmm. where... Um, it's yeah, a weird you said you didn't play it, right? And Donnie, I don't no. even think you finished it. I've never There's finished like it. There's like this cave that you go in and it, it's just very self-aware. Like the signs are, I don't even know how to explain it without like going back and like reading all of the signs, but it's just like, it said something and it was like, that's what the sign upstairs says. And then you go upstairs and the sign said it. And it's just like very fourth wall breaking type things. Hmm. Um, like it asks you, oh, the person who's holding the controller right now, what's your name? Very, yeah. very fourth wall breaking. I know that's why um, people like it. It's, it's always like super witty in that regard. And it's one of the mm-hmm. first, dry humor in there. Yeah, one of the mm-hmm. first examples of like how writing could really like kind of transcend in the space. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever gotten halfway through. I don't, I don't know if I've ever played it more than five hours, maybe. It's longer than I thought it was. Like, I always thought it was just the four main towns, um, the ones that we see, like, I think even Smash has like four side and whatnot. I thought it just went up to that, but there's even more beyond that, um, mm-hmm. which was 
just surprising to me. So I was glad that it went on a little bit more. But I think I'm approaching the end of that. I'm hoping I'll be able to beat that this weekend. Um, I'll be streaming it. I'll share my thoughts on that. Um, What's I, the next JRPG? What's that? What's the next JRPG after Ooh, this? After that? Okay, so I actually made a deal with somebody today that if they played A Link to the Past for the first time, I would play uh, Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Ooh. Nice. Which I have owned since it came out, but have never, never played or played. <laughs> so while everybody else is playing The Origami King, I might be playing The Thousand Year Door for the first time. That nice. works. It's probably but. a better game. People are saying, like, I'm starting with the best one, and it's all downhill from there. So. I think A Thousand Year Door is one of the best Mario games I've ever played. But if that's wow. going to be the only Paper Mario game I play, it might as well be that one, right? I am yep. very much looking forward to playing Paper Mario tomorrow. I know, like, the cool thing is for everybody to tell you how <laughs> what it isn't and what it doesn't do. I'm not just going to – I'm not going to be turned on the fact that every time I look at the game, I think – that is one of the prettiest Mario games I have ever seen. It looks pretty, seen. and the battle looks interesting. I really like how the bosses look. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing, like, and even like, if I don't play it. I want to do the, the, style little, of it the little boat in the ocean. You see the one where he's, like, walking through, like, the grain, like, the hay and everything? It's yeah. Just like, and, it, and how it waves around in, like, in a paper fashion. It looks really good. It looks really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost there visuals alone. I'm like, yeah, I totally want to play that for a little bit, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's reviewing well. Like, I think people just hate on it because it's not like the original. Because it's not. Because of what it's not, right? Yeah. If they mm-hmm. did exactly that, they'd say, see... They just make the same game over and over again. They do Go something else. Well, it's not as good as the other one. Bug fables is, I think, what people are looking for. <laughs> gotcha. The other people. Um, still on the Animal Crossing grind. Today, I spent five hours on stream looking for a particular villager to invite to my island. The grind is real. I went to over 100 different islands <laughs> looking for villagers. Wow. Vanity. It was a long day. Why? <sighs> My girlfriend does it too. It's I'm, like insane. I'm at the point in the game where I want the villagers that I'm going to keep forever. Okay. Um, so there were two in particular that I was looking for. I was looking for Wolfgang or Lolly. Wolfgang mm-hmm. because he was in my New Leaf town and he was my favorite. And I really want to be reunited with Wolfgang. Mm-hmm. And Lolly the cat because she shares my birthday and she looks just like my old cat, Tiger, who is a tabby right. cat. Um, I didn't end up finding either of them on my 100 plus searches. Um, I found a lot of really good ones. I found a lot of really bad ones. Um, but what I ended up doing at the very end, um, some very nice friends, um, gave me some Nook Mile tickets. I was going to keep going on more Island tours, but I decided to find somebody who had Lolly the cat in boxes ready to be adopted. So I just paid that person 15 Nook Mile tickets and I went and I adopted Lolly and she will be moving in tomorrow. Is that what we're calling That's it so now? Cool. Adopted. It is adopting. It, it's okay. not It's not slave trading. <laughs> it's, it's not, not slavery not. at all. It's not selling people not like, at all. Sorry. Village trading. They're deciding to go over there, Donnie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now she's going to be happy on my island. Or they're programmed to it's do that. It's a win-win situation for everybody involved. Did you see my tweets about Ooblets? I don't want to look at Ooblets because I, I don't want to get Ooblets and be addicted to Ooblets. Ooblets is really fun. And you're so saying good. that I'm saying that from somebody who's not really into these types of games. I played it for all of 10 minutes and I was like, I got to tell some people about this That's thing. I don't need, I don't need to be addicted to another game like that. It's it looks so, so cute good. and it's so funny yeah. and you get to farm your little area and you get to decorate your little shack and get to do all the improvements and do all those things. It's like, uh, oh boy, hashtag Caro Rebecca game. I know. I'm trying to avoid it. It's on the I'll Epic store. It it's I on know. the Epic store. It's so good. I know. I know. I know. I know. 
Um, that's all I've been playing for games. What I forgot to mention last week, um, it wasn't a game that I played, but I watched the movie um, King of Kong. Have okay. you seen it? It was from yeah. like 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally watched that like 10 plus years late on that. Um, I haven't talked about it on any show, but to be honest with you, I have been absolutely crushing movies of late. Really? And a lot of it has been going back and watching favorite cult classic 90s films, 80s films. I'm amazed at how many old movies I'm buying. And it's because for whatever reason, there is nothing new on Netflix or Hulu that is doing anything for me at all. Like I can't take another family drama or another affair scandal show. I'm just like, I'm, I'm so over like the crime thing. And that seems to be like 95% of everything like kind of fits into those buckets. And I'm just like, I'll just watch Animal House again. Like, let's go find Animal <laughs> House on Blu-ray. <laughs> and I'm just doing that. I've watched The the Wedding Singer and The Blues Brothers and Armageddon. And I'm just doing all of this stuff. And I keep doing it constantly. So I am right there with you. Yeah. Uh, we've watched well, almost a movie was... a day for like two weeks. That's okay. Wow. That's good. Catching up on some stuff. Um, this was actually on YouTube, so I didn't need to like pay anything for it. The whole movie wow, is free nice. on YouTube for anybody who wants to watch it. Um, I actually learned a lot from it. So like, I'm not into like really old arcadey type games. Um, like this is about breaking the record for mm-hmm. um, Donkey Kong for anyone who doesn't know. Um, like oh, the original yeah. arcade Donkey Kong. Yep. Garrett, you would probably actually be. Yeah, interested I, re- in I remember this now. Yes, Jason Did loves this it? guy. What's his name? I, Billy I something. Billy yeah, Mitchell. He has some controversy behind him too. Like, well, and it was just relevant. I think it was just back in the news last month where his record, I think they said it's valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually valid. Yeah. Well, I learned a lot true. from it. And like, even if you're not into getting high score record type, um, you know, type things, I'm really interested in speedrun world records. And so mm-hmm. a lot of it, I think, overlapped with that, with like trying to validate scores and things like that. So if you have any you know, any interest at all in retro games or high scores or world records of any sort, I would recommend watching that movie. I learned a lot. It's not long. It's like an hour and a half long. Yeah. Um, it's great. I was being that sarcastic. Me and Jason make fun of Billy all the time. Um, (laughs) Or we used to anyway. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's a great, it's a great documentary, especially with the video gaming flair. You got to do indie game, the movie next. Yeah. Do that one. That's pretty good. I will. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. All right, Garrett, bring us home. I beat two games, guys, this past week. Two games. Xenoblade? I beat Xenoblade. Wow. Congratulations, man. I beat it on Saturday. It was was really, really good. All right. Give us your your score. Give us your your final take on it. My score on it, I would say a solid eight out of ten. I say it's a great game. There's a lot of quality of life type of things that I see now in JRPGs or in other games that I was like, you could have made that a little bit better. Um, I would say the navigation is probably a huge one. The item inventory system, that's a huge one as well. Um, gem crafting was a waste of time with me mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, and also relationship kind of bonding. They could have made that so much better too because you had to meet a certain requirement to do these relationship type of events, kind of like Fire Emblem, but like your bond needs to be really close to one of the, your companions and I never got there with any of them and I just didn't bother with it. Other than that, um, I love the vastness of the open world. <clears throat> a lot of big open areas. Um, and it's like, it's just astonishing what they could have done in, in the Wii version. Not of bad this for game. a Wii game, huh? Yeah. So <laughs> props to them, man. And then the story. 
that story is fantastic. That's a JRPG story if I ever saw one. That's Persona 5 level, I think, in terms of like how you do character development, how you go through and, and pick off themes, like real world themes, I think, um, pretty well. Um, I and, and there was plot twists left and right um, throughout this entire game. Um, I, I kind of predicted some, but some I just had no idea. And I'm like, that's so cool that you did that. Um, it stretched out a little bit long, but that's what JRPGs do, right? Like they, they like to stretch out super long. And this, this one, um, didn't stretch out like crazy long, but the ending, the ending of this game is, um, probably one of the best JRPG endings I've seen in a game or or in a JRPG for sure. Um, there's a lot of endings with JRPGs. I'm like, eh, oh my gosh, can I just get it done already? But this one, I was like, this is very, very cool. How, how it ended and where everything ended up. Um, I had to do casual mode uh, at the end there because it was getting a little too much for me. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to grind or I'm going to have to do like 20 or 30 side quests in this area. It's like, no, this is the end. This is like second to last chapter, last chapter. I got to just push through. Um, And I had a a good like mode of characters together. I I, um, had, gosh, I'm even forgetting their names now. Um, But I had me, Fiora, and... um, crap her brother yes um i forgot his name dunban so i had those three they were a powerful combination with shulk um i was able to take down enemies left and right um with those three um i didn't change much with my companions either um but you can definitely spice up the gameplay by choosing a different main character to control if you want to which i think that's super cool as well it's i mean like you can do the grind if you want with shulk but there's still a lot different types of action gameplay with the other characters as well. I am starting to play Future Connected. Um, I think that one's very cute how it starts. You have, um, oh, I forgot that little guy's name. Um, you know what I'm talking about, the, the little guy companion that that walks around with, with you in the party. He's like, oh, gosh, Hiropon. Oh, yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, his children is actually joining your party. Uh, Nene and Kino. It is so cute um, with um, the high Intia princess. So you're all together in a party and trying to figure out going to a capital now in Bionis. And it's like completely a separate side story. And yeah. I'm like, this is kind of cool. I like the premise of it, how it starts. Um, they have a new appearances, new co- uh, cosmetics. It's Riki. Sorry. Sorry, Caro. She, oh, she it's Caro in the chat? <laughs> I was just thinking, I wish I wish Caro was here. Because I'm sure Amelia she's tell it all about queen. it. Yes, yes, you're correct. I respect, respect her. <laughs> respect the best girl. Kara, I, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's a really, really good JRPG. And if you ever um, feel like you you got that itch, I think, Rebecca, you're getting there. You know, you got those turn-based games going. I Maybe try Xenoblade. Wait, we're still talking about Xenoblade? I don't know. Maybe. It's a big <laughs> <laughs> okay well that's the end of that discussion <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you enjoyed it it's it's definitely your type of game yeah uh and it took me about 65 hours that's so. long that's so long how do you play a game for it's that, not that long, long. yeah um, my persona 5 that's like 120 how that do was, you play like how do you 120 play? if you're going fast how do you commit to that <laughs> i'd be um, playing that for two years yeah sheer perseverance some people do <laughs> Uh, the story really kept me going with this game. Yeah, I, think I guess that's, that's what it is. That's really the thing that really kept me going. Um, so other than that, I played Time Spinner and I finished it. 
Um, they it's a very great Metroidvania. Um, Would it's, this be better than Axiom Verge? I have not played Axiom Verge. Okay, That's neither have I. Yeah, Axiom Verge is more akin to Super Metroid, I think. Right. This one's very more like Symphony of the Night. Okay. Um, you got level ups that's in the same style. You have different like um sets. It's a completely different landscape though and a style. It's like there's a little bit of there's time traveling involved. You have two different maps going from past and present. And <clears throat> there's different obstacles you can do um to like cl- like clear one way in the past. And so in the present you can go into certain secret areas, which I thought was super neat. The characters are very well made, very well written, I think, and the villains. Um, the motivation behind your main character is pretty cool. Um, the gameplay of it is super tight. Um, I like the combat with the orbs that's floating around you and different types of orbs at different types of combat punches or like kind of um, it could be a radius around your character or you can like shoot an arm way far or you can do whatever you want with these orbs. And then you have like this big mana special ability that you charge up um, and you can set that to whatever you want. Um, the bosses are not that hard, Donnie. They are not that hard. Um, I was able to beat this game. There's, I think there's four different endings to this game, which I thought it was interesting. I, I beat three out of the four pretty easily. And you can have items with you. You can level up. You can level up so much that, you know, you could be overpowered. Just kind of walk through you, it. Yeah. I like yeah. that. That's kind of my type of game. <laughs> <laughs> you get to the point where you can travel very fast, too. Whereas in the beginning of the game, you kind of just walk around. You only have one jump. And then by the end, I was just flying across the map, go, flying straight up. So I can just get that 100% like mapping all around. I thought that was very nice, very accessible. Um, and... If you want to be punishing yourself, you can do New King Plus. You can play Nightmare Mode only. You can get um, all the achievements too, which one of them is really hard. I think it's like a boss. You have to face a boss and defeat it um, basically without stopping time. That's the one gimmick I haven't explained, and I'm so sorry. That's that's, And I keep forgetting this. The The novelty behind this game is that you can stop time right. for, for a limited amount of time and you can jump over projectiles you can use them enemies as platforms so can Um, you move time or you can just pause it and like rearrange your position you just pause it and then you move around okay for and and that's a gauge too so it's it's not like braid you can't like rewind it and then replay and rewind it and replay okay okay (laughs) yeah you just pause it um it's great when you're in the heat of bosses where They'll about to attack, and then you can quickly, if if you're quick enough, you can pause it and like go to the other side of the map if you want to. So that's what I need in Hollow Knight. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> game is so hard. Overall, really great game. I highly recommend, and I'm very tempted to get it on Vita just to platinum it because wow. that's, it's, that's it's saying a lot. It's a yeah. good, it's a good Metroidvania. Nice. Uh, that's hmm. all I have to say about that. I've been thinking about playing um, Axiom Verge. I've never played it, and it's kind of on my radar i know it went on sale a few months ago and i was like Should I get has it? very super metroid vibes yeah. yeah yeah very much um and then i still been playing sushi striker um it's like every time i go to bed like if i have like 10 minutes um before i go to sleep it's like sure i'll, I'll play like a couple levels of sushi striker and it's just super fun just to connect all the colored plates and um, throw empty plates at the enemy as you eat sushi. And it, the style is so funny. Um, 
I'm still I'm still liking that game a lot. Um, and it, it's not I'm not like putting extreme amount of time in. It's just whenever there's spare time. So, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Excellent. Well, let's get into the news this week in Nintendo, and let's start off about that way forward game, guys. Uh, it was not Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't think it was going to be a silent Pretty much the opposite of silent hill. Kind of, yeah. Um, all right. So they announced last week after an extended preview of Paper Mario, the Origami King, Bakugan, Champions of Astroya. Champions of Astroya. <laughs> what the heck is that word? An action RPG with a unique battle system that blends real-time and turn-based elements. The game features original storyline with over 100 quests to go on, 80 Bakugan to collect. As part of the story, you'll be taking part in a series of Bakugan tournaments while also investigating the abnormal earthquake activity happening around town. The internet rightly like lost it. its... <laughs> They are so. I'm really glad that after they originally tweeted that, they followed up with it's going to be a third party Mm -hmm. franchise because I think if they didn't do that, the outrage would have been even bigger. I honestly feel like maybe they should have. And I know, I know the fans do it themselves, but they they also set it up to make it sound like it was going to be exciting. Just saying. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I don't think saying, (laughs) "Hey, we're going to show you a game tomorrow." Is setting you up to be overhyped. I don't think that's. It's so funny how. When has Bakugan ever been relevant in the past 10 again, years? Again, that's not the point, right? The point is that they weren't like, guess what? Guess wait, wait till you see what we have tomorrow. They literally just said, we have a game to show you tomorrow by Way Forward. That's literally what they said. And people are like, you hype this up. It's like, they announced they were showing a game. That's not hyping the, it up. The viewership dropped by like 100,000. Oh, yeah, it like did. And people, look, um, I got into a lot of arguments after this came out. So I've got mm-hmm. I've got feelings on both sides of this. I get it that people were disappointed. I'm not going to argue that they shouldn't be or whatnot. I just think that sometimes we collectively might go a little bit too far in our passion oh, and stuff definitely. like that. And, and this was one of those examples. And I'm look, I've done it. I'm pretty sure I've definitely done it. But this is one of those examples where I just thought people were just being a little too harsh. I think it's um, worsened by the fact that everyone's just very hungry for something new. That's exactly that's it. exactly what it is because everybody's yeah. where's the next wreck and where what do you have mm-hmm. after Paper Mario? No, that's one hundred percent right. Which is why I don't want to come down and be like you people are wrong for doing this. I'm not going to go that far, but at the same time, some of the rules and some of the things that we apply to these types of things or the way we justify having these sort of reactions are a little sketchy to me. Um, where they're like, uh, well. we've had comments that were like, oh, this oh, isn't no. worthy of Treehouse. That's Have you that's seen Treehouse? Right there. There's been yeah. good Treehouse. Yeah. There's been bad Treehouse. Yeah. Like, uh, is, are, are any of us three assuming that the Treehouse Live moniker is some sort of prestigious endowment? I feel <laughs> kind of bad for all the hate they were getting for it. I do too, because while I understand that us podcasters and the 30 year olds that are playing animal crossing and reliving their childhood and all that. I understand that we don't care about Bakugan at all. I am included. I don't care about Bakugan at all. The moment they actually showcased it, I started laughing. The moment I (laughs) I was like, Oh no. (laughs) Cause I knew exactly what was going to happen. What are you doing? Don't do this. Jack is beyond thrilled for this game. He has Bakugan 
I don't even know what they are. To be honest with you, here's here's as much as I know about Bakugan. When his his birthday or Christmas and he asked for them, I have to ask Melissa, what's that toy thing that Jack likes? Yes. It's Bakugan. (laughs) I still don't even really know what it is. I know that, like Pokemon, he carries these little figures around with him, and they battle on the floor like this Marbles and Jacks thing, and he plays it with his best friend that lives across the street from us, and he has for two or three years. I literally brought him around while it was live, and I said, hey, take a look at this new game, and he saw it, and he cheered put that oh arm yeah. in the air <laughs> super excited and i was just there thinking i'm like that sucks for him right like if he had a twitter account he's super excited for this and everybody on twitter is talking about how awful it is like that's well, i think the thing is maybe it just it didn't feel like the people who were watching it was the right audience for it which makes me question yeah. why was it announced here i think that's a very fair assessment it's it's a weird thing to follow by with paper mario with the treehouse too to be quite honest with you, like it took us all in the left surprise. Like we know we had no clue what well, it's it was because we love Shantae and way forward has, you know, good, exactly. good stuff behind them. And you think of way forward and we were thinking, you know, Mega Man and, 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 you know, Castlevania and things like that, that, that they do. But like yeah. I said, they've also done a ton of these IP type ports. Like, go look up their okay. Wikipedia. They've done Scooby-Doo and SpongeBob and, and like they do a bunch of this stuff too. Yeah. So, like, and look, I get it. I've, I've let it go. I've tried not to be so harsh on it. I get that people maybe were expecting something else. I will listen to people saying, well, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have done it in a stream. Mm. I don't understand why every 30-year-old video gamer is a marketing expert, but it's something <laughs> that we all do. It's we love to talk about, well, that's a press release. This shouldn't have been in a stream. And, well, that's I a tweet. And they should have done this. And, you know, <laughs> it's, me. of course, I mean, I think it's, everybody does. We have these in... I'm not blaming the people for saying that, to be honest with you. That's not what I'm saying. I think we've been conditioned for those types of things. All we're doing is applying to what we've known to what we can expect, which makes sense. But just because of what we know, like just because they've never done something like this before with a a game of its stature doesn't mean they can't. I mean, so I would argue on the other side of it, they got more eyes on Bakugan than they ever would have any other way. And in a marketing sense... Mission accomplished. Now, the fans might be outraged and may never buy it. You know, I don't know. Like, there's some weight there. But I think there's a lot more people today that are aware that there's a Bakugan game coming than there That's was. That's a good point the other because way. someone like you, like, there's probably a lot of other people like you who have kids who probably really enjoy Bakugan who wouldn't say, okay, I would buy this for me, but I will buy it for my kid or I wouldn't some, have known about you know, it. Whoever, if exactly. they just put it up on YouTube, like they say, or that deserves to be in a press release. I would especially have seen now, it. where I feel like we're not in an environment where you might be going to the store and looking at the shelves for like gifts or something for games. You yeah. wouldn't see that on the shelf because we're in 2020, we're not doing that. Two people were super mad. They were big mad. They were big mad. They were very, very angry. When I saw the title, I was like, "Oh, okay, Bakugan. I've heard of it." And I'm like, yeah. "Let me actually see the game." Let's see what it looks like. It's Pokemon. Kind of. It's a Pokemon I don't know. game. It, it, I think it looks, it's like, isn't it more like Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. No, it's not like Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't, I the don't game? know anything about it. I don't. Yeah. No, I don't I'm, know sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said Yu-Gi-Oh. I've never played Yu-Gi-Oh game. When you said yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. I started thinking Yo-Kai Watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's a little bit like Yo-Kai yeah, Watch. Yeah, it's like Yo-Kai. Yo-Kai. Okay. Yeah, I just confuse all of them. I've never played a Yu-Gi-Oh video Me game. Me neither. It but. just looked like every time that they were stopping, it was just doing that cutscene with the big Bakugans. And I'm like, what is the point of this game? 
And but I didn't pay much attention after that, so I don't want to like say it's a bad game. It from, didn't look from great. I mean, it looks yeah. like a budget IP tie-in sort of game yeah. because it was Pokemon-ish in design. Jack took to it. He and by the way, when they started opening up all those menus and everything, I was mm-hmm. shocked. He was like, he knew like the dude's double special move or whatever. He was like, oh my god, he can ultimate crusher. I was like, look at That's this. Amazing. <laughs> like he was, he's in. It's for him. I'm not yeah. putting it on. Uh, this isn't like me, you know, putting it on for a show. I'm serious. I was sitting right next to somebody who was loving it. And uh, yeah, so I just felt like I wanted to poke and prod a little at the folks that were angry. <laughs> but I understand. I understand that people are starving for Nintendo news. And as I've been saying, show a little patience. It's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. I don't understand. I, I just really don't understand how you could be angry. Now you could be disappointed and you can talk your voice about That's it. That's what I don't understand. Why didn't people just turn it off? They didn't have to turn it off. They had I to did. go at length to des- describe why it was awful. <laughs> They were like, yeah. let us tell you, this is tone deaf. This is all. like they had to go way- big mad. They were big mad. Can't they had just to put an effort into it. I'm like, you can't just bored, turn it you? off. You got to have an opinion about it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, ultimately, it was an interesting day for me because that was a day where I was like, I should probably just quit Twitter. <laughs> I, like, I should just get off. I, of here. I just ignore it. I'm just like, I see it. I'm like, nah, whatever. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. Um, the Paper Mario Treehouse. Yeah. That's one of the. That is the first one they've done online, right? Let's let's talk about that yeah, a little bit. You're right. We shouldn't just like glaze over that because it, it felt a little bit awkward to me. It, it did all awkward. I think, but okay. Um, I didn't. Even, I couldn't tell if it was live or pre-recorded until like halfway through. I'm like, this it, definitely is not pre-recorded. The issues that they were having. Sure, isn't so. This is like all Treehouse lives are like this. I wouldn't say Maybe that. I don't. It was different. It well, I mean, wrong. I know it was different because it wasn't an E3. I get that. But like, they're all kind of that. You have that weird moment where Audrey Drake is like waiting for them to tell her to go live. So she's just staring at the camera. No, and, oh, let's was, talk about this was, game we're going to play. No, I know what Garrett's saying. I think it was honestly the technology issues. And mm-hmm. like, it was a I really do time. think like, and I get the point of Treehouse is to be live, but I, it, it probably would have been, and like I wasn't watching it super closely because I, I'm not really getting Paper Mario, but I don't know why they wouldn't have just pre-recorded something like that. There was at least ten times in that in that live stream where one guy, it, both both people were talking, and like and they had to stop, and then one was like, "No, no, you go," and then "No, no, no," I mean you, no, really, you go, and yeah. then they would explain it or part of the game and it's like all right let's go back to you it's like oh that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah that's exactly how the conversation went and i'm like i've never seen that in a treehouse live and that didn't just it didn't seem right to me at all and it's like i'm i'm just glad to watch paper mario i feel bad for them because it's not their fault it wasn't no it wasn't their fault at all like i'm sure they're great you know like talking about the game and speaking about it like it was just a matter of I don't know what they were using. Coordination, to maybe on. they they hadn't talked about it. Again, it's not pre-scripted, so you can't polish it up and you can't produce it. The delay know. in the videos was insane too. Like yeah. they they must have had some sort of software bug, or I don't know. I, I don't want to go on. And, and did on apologize about it beforehand, like saying that there might be issues. So it's okay. it's to me, it almost felt like they knew there was going to be some kind of technology issue. Maybe they're having an issue or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. I mean, it it wasn't. You know, at the end of the world, but I did pick up on that as well, Garrett. Yeah, I, I don't want. I want to give them a pass. Like this, like they're just trying this out. 
But I'm like, this is a professional. Probably they. I don't. I think they hire people to do this, right? To do this professionally. Nintendo does. So, um, I I say that was not a professional job at all. I mean, so they've definitely I, done a lot much, but much better. I, I agree with you there. Like, it wasn't great showing by any means, so. either content or anything else. But you know, they got the job yeah. done of showing Paper Mario. Exactly. That's all it counts. Yep. Speaking of Mario, Nintendo has uh, officially partnered and has shown with Lego an NES set that will retail for $229. This is intended to allow adult fans to take a trip down memory lane, but the brick-built kit offers an NES controller, 1980-style television set that actually plays Super Mario Bros. There's a little diorama in there, and it goes, and Mario moves along the little blocks and everything like that. Um, What do you guys think? Oh, it also cool. uh, connects with the Mario uh, Lego set that they announced before. If you put it on the, the console, it makes the TV make sound. Wow. That's that's some good level of engineering with Legos. Oh, no, that's, I, that, I agree. That's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. That, that's a price tag. That's I was going to say, are you guys going to get it? You're, it's a pretty nice no, piece of engineering, Garrett. Get You're going to grab it? <laughs> Oh, of course. Where am I going to put it? <laughs> I'm not a Lego collector, and you know the original Nintendo um, doesn't really hold any nostalgia for me personally. But I was looking through their website after this uh, got announced, and like it's really not that unreasonably priced if right. you're comparing it with the other sets, considering that it's a licensed set, um, and it's 2,500 pieces. That's like less than that's about 10 cents per brick, which like. You have to understand that they, they need to make money from this plus the the licensing with Nintendo. Um, a lot they have a lot of sets that are up to five hundred dollars. Um, so we're not if you're not a Lego person, you're probably not who this is like being marketed towards. It's I mean apparently it's being marketed to Bobby. Bobby's in chat. He's saying he's absolutely going to get one. I don't know that he's a Lego person. That'd be new for me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I think mean, he's a Lego I'm person. I'm not saying it's only Lego people, sure. but I'm just saying like, I'm not. The price doesn't surprise me for it's Lego a great, collectors. It's a great item to throw on the shelf. I'm not going to lie to you. I think it looks awesome. I love that the cartridge actually goes in and like clicks. I'm like, it's wow, this is intricate. But that's the price of a Switch. Like, that is literally the price of a Switch Lite. That's but it's like a collector's item. I know. It's like you're gonna put it together and it's gonna be on the shelf for you to display. Look, with man, the light. that's why that's, I'm, that's why Jack is a Mega Blocks kid, and <laughs> 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 I ain't got two hundred and fifty dollars Lego money. I spend a yeah. lot of money on toys and dumb stuff, but I ain't doing it on Legos. I got. I even have a line for myself. I'm like, look, absolutely. It does not. look like. I mean, Lego has such um, high quality standards. Um, yeah, so this is going to be worth the price. Like you're not going to have something that's missing pieces or that's going to, oh, you know, the pieces not. are going to break or anything. No. Like for anyone who isn't aware, Lego is very, very, very high quality. I've been to the Lego today. store in New York city and it is impressive. And they have like a Lego set for everything and all over the place. So I wasn't, I didn't see like Lego sticker shock. I wasn't shocked by the price. I expected when I saw it, I was like, Oh, that's <laughs> going to be expensive. Um, so I wasn't shocked by the price. Just personally, I'm not going to spend that on Legos. Mm-hmm. Then you got to put it together. I didn't even put together <laughs> my own Labo. <laughs> Just make the kids put the lab- Labo together. Do you think they'll, um, do other consoles for, uh, this was for the 35th anniversary. Oh, I think. Is, it, is it? Are, are we celebrating the 35th that. anniversary this year? Oh, oh no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's interesting. Um, 
it makes me wonder if they would continue collaborating with them and do other console anniversary sets in the future. Give me a Game Boy Color. If it, no, if awesome. it sells super well, you would imagine that maybe if, like, if there's money to be made. Out. This is going to be hard to get. Yeah, it's going to be sold out. It's going to be a collector's item. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Nintendo has those devout collector's items in droves, you know, like Bobby. We'll just get there. And it's going to, and by the way, I'm not demeaning Bobby. It's going to look amazing back there in his backdrop with the lights. I mean, it's going to look awesome. And I've I- put together a $120 Millennium Falcon set piece back in the day. I think it was like, I was six, sixth grade, seventh grade. That was super fun build it once and i'm like yeah no i'm not doing this again <laughs> i'll put this on the you shelf like, yeah you don't legos now four. yeah mm-hmm. yep okay next story joker and hero amiibo launched the september in japan october in north america pre-orders went live shortly after announcements about both any of you guys still doing the amiibo oh, pre-orders are up i'm gonna for sure buy joker if it's still available i i mean Is i it? i feel like i say this all the time okay hold on i'm looking it up Every time they release a new wave of Amiibo, I swear to you, they get better. Like, they're getting better and better at this. Like, I thought the Bulbasaur and Squirtle set were great. Joker and Hero, those are fantastic-looking Amiibos, and I'm not even a Dragon Quest, like, diehard guy, and I was looking at it, I was like, that's a really good-looking Amiibo. I gotta really- get it. Yeah, they look fantastic. Um, I do want to give Kyle some love. He says, where's the Zelda legos at didn't they do the Link's awakening thing remember they had that that zelda oh. like island lego set on set at e3 i don't think it was legos but they had like a little diorama a little Link's awakening at e3 last year they had like the trees that. and everything if they did that in a lego set you get 250 dollars out of me that, that i would have or i think hyrule castle would get a lot that I, would I saw do. Hogwarts Castle on their website, mm-hmm. I, and that made me think of a Hyrule Castle. Hey, chat, somebody find a picture of that and put the link in there so they can see it. I'm pretty sure I remember that's a thing. That, that was a thing. Because I remember, like, somebody tried to buy it. Like, everybody kept taking pictures of it when they walked by. It was, like, this big Lego little awakening now. set, I think. It had I little... wonder. Somebody must have it. Oh, it was great. I would definitely buy one of those. But I, I, I do have, I have more of an affinity to collect things for Zelda stuff than I would for, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's have some fun, guys. Fans have discovered a Twitter account at Super Mario 35th oh, that also appears to be registered to the Nintendo.co.japan domain, but it is redacted. So it could mm-hmm. not be, right? It could just be something that matches the exact case and the exact characters that these other things match. It's worth pointing out that Smash and Splatoon's email reverse lookup are similar. They have also just found a, um, what was the new one that was posted today? I didn't update F-Zero. the notes. F-Zero. I, they found I an it F-Zero on one. F-Zero. It's F-Zero gotcha. And uh, so this rumor seems to be evident of Jeff Grubb's original leak, Rebecca, that Nintendo <laughs> plans to celebrate Mario's 35th anniversary this year with Mario remasters. <laughs> I'm going to drag this out. We're going to talk about this every episode until launch. Fine. <laughs> it's happening. So it's definitely there's where there's smoke, there's fire. Is it? Or is this, uh, is this an Xbox situation where we do this with all of our franchises? We get accounts and we make them in 2020. Nintendo is actually known to do that. I I remember people getting very excited when they like renew trademarks or come up with even new trademarks and then nothing ever comes out of it. So Nintendo is technically known to do that. Hmm. 
but I don't think that's the case here. Mario 35th anniversary in 2020. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not registering a Twitter handle for Mario. That's just registering a Twitter <laughs> handle specifically for Mario's 35th anniversary. Yeah. Uh, the F Zero one though is interesting. Yeah. Are you guys interested field. in the return of F Zero? I have never no. had any love for that franchise or, or the game at all. Garrett, no. you're making Except me so game. happy. I have talked trash on F-Zero my entire Nintendo life, and I have only caught heat for it. Every Nintendo fan hates me for saying <laughs> That's the one franchise. It's like um, a lot of Nintendo fans hate Kirby. I love Kirby. A lot of Nintendo fans love F-Zero. I don't. Mm. This would be so... I saw... Go ahead. I saw talk that it might be for mobile... Like speculation. Ooh. I saw some people that were like laughing. But I don't like, know. I don't. Game? I don't really. Yeah, I saw some people laughing about it, but I saw some people actually like suggesting that it would be like a good mobile game. But I don't think they would do that to compete with Mario Kart Tour. It doesn't really seem to me like it would be like the mobile market type. They thing. already said that the phone like campaign. They're pulling it back like so much. Like I, I doubt they're gonna. It, but maybe they're just not but. putting so many eggs in that basket. They're not as hopeful that it'll be the money juggernaut that I thought they originally intended it yeah. for. So I, I don't know. I've never played F Zero. I am open for another Nintendo racing franchise. If they're not going to make another cart, which they should, but if they're not going to do that, I'm okay with it. I would be distraught if it was F Zero. When you could do <laughs> when you could do Diddy Kong Racing yes. or you do the Star Fox Racing go. rumor that we had, they have better franchises, in my opinion, to pull from than F Zero. Now, that said, I'm open minded to anything, right? They could show us F-Zero tomorrow, and if I think it looks awesome, I'll be excited and I'll pre-order it anyway, mm -hmm. and I'll probably buy it anyway just to play it, because that's what I do with Nintendo first-party games. But I, I the mean, franchise just doesn't do much for me. Outside of the been, Mute City theme, I could literally live without it. I, I feel like it's unfair to say that, you know, that we would expect that it would be exactly what it was before, though, because it's been, what, 20 years? Yep. It would have to be different. Whatever, at least. Yep. Maybe. Is it more? more? I don't know. More than that. Um... <laughs> Since we got an F Zero game, yeah, right? I feel like yeah. if that's something that they're going to reboot, well, didn't they it's do one for like Game Boy? I don't know. I think they did See, one for Game Boy. It's been a, yeah. that's how hard to catch on with this franchise. Like everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, F Zero!" I'm like, "Man, this would people. <laughs> this is one of the ones where you see people saying revive all these old games, all these old franchises. This is always at the top of that list. Mm -hmm. F Zero. I like the music, and I'm interested like, to see if it sells." <laughs> Because I'll expect all those people have been whining about it for so it, long. I think to, they would make it more it. modern for people, for I think a wider audience to enjoy, which sure. the people who are calling for okay. the F Zero revival might not like that. So let me let me think about this a little a little open mind. I, I always try to. I don't want to just hate everything. I, I'm trying to to turn over a new leaf there. So if they gave this to like the teams that did like Red Out or some of those cool like action racers, right? Um, mm -hmm. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like there was Red Out and there's another one that's really popular. Was that the Switch Fast launch? Fast RMX or something. Fast RMX Racing. Exactly. Thank you. If you gave them the license to something like this and they made an F-Zero game, I'd definitely play it for sure. Especially if it was, let's say, a budget release. Maybe it's $40 mm -hmm. or something like that. I would definitely, definitely play it. Um, I just don't have the love for the franchise. Like I'm not going to get excited about F-Zero. That's ultimately what I'm trying to say. I'm the same way. But uh, like the Fast RMX, that's a really pretty game. Um, it'd be cool to see them do something like that. And maybe if they give them a little bit more charm, I think it would be cool to give, not that I don't want F-Zero to earn, you know, stuff on its own, but 
if you could give them like some little Mario flair or something, like maybe some cosmetics or something to kind of Nintendo it up a little bit, mm-hmm. that would be okay. I mean, I'm, I'm open. To, I'm open to anything. I'm always open to having my mind change. I think something like that could work. So I think of, of F-Zero, I think of everything that happens in Super Smash Brothers. So the style of that and Captain Falcon, the character itself, um, he's such a funny character. I, I love the style of of Captain Falcon. I've uh, always had a face him because everyone loves to play that character in Super Smash Brothers, at least my friends. And so I just every time I, I play him, he, he just makes me smile because of the amount of style he has. So, I mean, if they're making a new F-Zero game and has that style and has that that groove going on with that character, I'll be down. It still hurts to think that it's not Diddy Kong Racing. Mm-hmm. Diddy Kong Racing is really, really good. I feel like they wouldn't bring it back unless they like knew they were ready to do it right in a way that a lot of people would enjoy. So I would be interested in seeing what they could do with, with this. Mm-hmm. So cautiously optimistic know, across yeah, the board. I, I'm, I'm in the same way as you, Donnie. I don't know if I would immediately, like I'm not going to rush out to immediately purchase this. I have no history. Okay, so like zero. a direct gets announced for next week. You're sitting there, mm-hmm. you're waiting. You got the direct screen, right? It's three, two, one captain falcon pops up like are you like oh my god no No. i'm like wow they're reviving f-zero a lot of people are gonna be so happy about that okay that's my reaction let me see the game that's what i would say let me see what this is all about now that they're bringing it back got it cool well that doesn't no it doesn't do it for our news because i just want to ask you like rebecca does mario masters still think Uh, they're not coming uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) um well, th- what what do we say the the new the the talk is? They're doing the collection. The collection we get sixty four remastered Sunshine like, Galaxy. Yeah. They're all touched up, touched up, not remade, not remade. So there's a difference between remaster and a remake. A remake is new engine, new assets, new everything. A remaster is we take what you had and we bring it up to modern standards. It still looks like what it used to look like, but it's better now. It's higher resolution. We've cleaned up the graphics. We've cleaned up the edges. Like we've made the menus better. We've made the fonts better. It can play on a big screen now instead of, you know, your little screen. It doesn't need sidebars. Mm-hmm. That's remaster. Mm-hmm. Remake is that thing you, you remember. We're going to make it look like you think you remember it in your head. We're going to redo the whole thing. Final so, Fantasy Seven level. Exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah. this is, uh, according to the reports I've seen, this is a remaster. So Mario 64 is going to look like polygonal Mario 64. Now it's going to look like that in 1080p sharpness. So it's going to look great, but it's still going to look like a 64 game. It's not going to, that's not going to change the style of the game. I think they're going to change the texture packs at least. It can't I think be low polygonal. They'll, they'll yeah. touch it up. They'll touch it up. Yeah. Just like they did Xenoblade, right? It's a remaster. But Isn't it's there a, a, touched up. a Mario 64 costume in Mario Odyssey where like it doesn't look like it's straight out of the 64 yep. game, but it's like you're describing where they touch it up and it's still the polygonal. It's still like the retro look. And you showed that picture cleaner. and I would that's, be yeah. all about that because I, I thought that was cool. What, that's kind of what I'm imagining. I hope so. Um, all three of these in a package for $60? Yes. Yeah, I think that's, so. And that's always the part that I'm having a hard time with. You think they're going to sell them for 60 a piece? But it just makes me wonder, like, if they can and they know they can get away with it, why wouldn't they? Because that's they don't so have many anything games. else. Because yeah. their whole year is ports. So this is like their big win. This is like their big So we're thing. saying this and the three, 3D, World 3D World remake. Mm-hmm. Comes separately. It's a port. Both of them this year. 
Yep, with yeah, Pikmin. it's a collection, and yeah, with Pikmin. And I think Pokemon DLC. That's your fall. You get Pikmin. That's your three Pokemon heavy hitters. Yeah, three Mario, Mario 3D World. Plus I think the- it's setting with me like to to be a little bit more believable because when these rumors first started and we were talking about all of them like separate, all of them remastered, all of them like that was the part that I had a hard time with believing that like four games would come out. You know, within the same year. Oh, yeah. It's, all for... it's easy to be skeptical. Cause you're like, why would you release all these Mario games at the same time? Yeah. yeah but like it. now kind of seeing it like as a collection, but they're not remakes. They're just kind of like touched, touched up. up ports. You can watch um, Galaxy That's now. More Galaxy 1 and 2 got HD releases on Switch in China. You can watch mm-hmm. them online. Mm-hmm. You can go to YouTube and see it. It looks great. It is great. Yeah. That still makes me wonder why they wouldn't do Galaxy 1 and 2 as a bundle. Uh, yeah. I wish they Galaxy put... 2 later. <laughs> like a thirty dollar yeah DLC or yeah or, or just do it actually, later. No, or a sixty dollar game. Sense, actually, I'm just saying. Like you're asking, why wouldn't they? Because maybe they can only fit the first three on the cart. But here's the yep. thing: like, what if they release it as DLC? It totally makes sense. They've released DLC for everything, right? Like almost every one of their games is DLC. So you release it for twenty dollar DLC later, and you add it to your Super Mario collection. It's digital. Save a little money. I could totally see that happening. Maybe it's like a Master Chief collection, right? And no, I would hope that it, they wouldn't, but yeah, you're game. right. It, it's like a Master yeah. Chief collection. I so badly want this to be called Mario All Stars 2. You guys can't, I can't tell you how excited I am. I want the art to look like Mario All Stars. I want the cover to look like Mario All Stars. I want a collector's edition. I want a matching lunchbox. I want the whole nine. I want to do everything. everything. I want the whole thing. I think it'd be amazing. I want a special amiibo. I'm coming around to believing this. I would get the um the the collection. I wouldn't get 3D World. I'm excited if the uh, 64 version is, it should be the DS version, so that you play Yoshi and play different stuff. Like, that would be cool. That's cool. It'd be, it'd be cool if they threw a little new Easter eggs in there and stuff, like they did with, like, the Zelda remakes, right? Stickers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I, my excitement continues you're, you're to build. excited. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I, here's the thing. I, I think, I think after we go this full circle of congestion, it'll all come back around, and by the time this thing releases, I think everybody will be excited. Do you think next week we'll be talking about this again, but we'll have seen it? I don't believe those rumors. I just don't. Um, And a lot of it is because in Jeff Grubb, I trust. I've been saying that. And he said August. And I think that makes sense for August. I feel like July is a little quick turnaround, at least like right now. But you're, I mean, that's just me speculating. There's no evidence of that. We've seen it plenty of times where they're like, hey, a direct's tomorrow. Um, but this is going to be a big direct. Like our next direct, I at least I expect yeah. it will be a big one. It will have third parties involved. I would imagine that for that they have to do a little legwork. So that's why I'm I'm just kind of refraining my hype from direct speculation right now. When we get to August, full steam ahead. We better have one coming soon, right? But yeah. now I'm like, I'll give you a couple weeks. We're I got to play Paper Mario. Hmm? We're coming up on a year since a direct. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Oh, actually. COVID and everything and all that. I know. I know. I'm not. I'm not saying like. I'm just saying it's weird. Yeah. Well, I'm just. I. I will be getting probably the collection as well. Oh, and you know they're gonna do a cool collectors edition. I'm getting three no, world too. I'm not gonna I'm get a collectors edition. I don't oh, do what collectors are you talking editions. About? I never. But do it's those. Mario. <laughs> you know me and Mario. You know, it would be cool to do the All-Stars thing and then release All-Stars and Nintendo Switch Online. They have a special Joy-Con. You got a little special Switch Joy-Cons, yeah. I'm telling you, man. It could be good. 
It's so funny yeah. because when we talked about the game, like at first, people are like, oh, it's just ports. And every time we talk about it again, I'm like, what if there's a collector's edition? And people are like, what if there's Joy-Cons? Like, <laughs> what if there's a system? They're like, damn it, Donnie, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get them all. I'll spend $1,000 for this. <laughs> and I would expect them to do it. Like, if this is their big game, then go big. Like, then treat yeah. it like it's a big... If you treat it like it's a big game and not just ports, customers will treat it like it's a big deal and not just ports. That's what I've been saying the whole time. Like, the reason people are like, why are we celebrating the 35th? What are you going to do on the 47th and all that? The reason they're celebrating the 35th is to make it seem like a big deal. That's the only reason. Yeah. It has it nothing to do work. with it. Right. They just, they just use it to be like, it's the 35th anniversary. Look at all this <laughs> stuff we've done. Right? That's the yeah. only reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the All-Star set would be great. Like, I would love it to just look like Mario All-Stars and have, like, Mario 64, mm-hmm. like, the face, just like the menu. He's on the front of the cover. Oh, yeah. that'd be so good. But I like Make that tacky stuff. Uh, be excited. Please be excited. I'm telling you, we get a direct, and we get that, and Sports Story, and No More Heroes 3, and Apex, and all the Mario, Bravely and default the Pikmin, too. and Bravely Default. What a great year. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of do wish that some of the stuff didn't get leaked. Like, the F-Zero thing, and, like, I don't know. It's all getting leaked ahead of time now, and I like being surprised. Yeah. Well, I, maybe I, I, I'm the only one that feels no, that way. No, you're not. Know. And the reason I'm trying to choose my words is I waffle on this quite a bit. There are moments where I've been caught off guard and surprised live on air, and it's made for some great reaction videos. And I get that, that it's fun to be reacting. It's fun to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did this. We got to talk about it right now. I get that. When you follow the the medium and the industry as much and as close as we do you You'll gotta see it. you gotta let that go a little bit you're not I gonna know. have that anymore if you want to be that surprised then go away <laughs> like, go, <laughs> get like off of twitter and quit following have, everybody i don't have like the f-zero excitement but like if it was shown in a direct next week now i would just be like oh yep there it is whereas if that hadn't leaked I would have been like, oh my God, they're actually doing it. Like, I still would have been like, that's F Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I get they what you're saying. They surprised yeah. us with Paper Mario. And they surprised kind of. us with Metroid. Yeah. They, yeah. they still find yeah. a way to do it, but that's it's hard. Right. You got to realize in 2020, with mm. the digital landscape, it is hard to do that. And I'm not saying that you do this, Rebecca. I am saying that I, when I see these conversations happen, a lot of times I get the sense from people that they feel like, they should be owed the surprise or like it was better when they're surprised. It's like these companies should try harder, you know, instead of leaking mm. everything and all that. I get a lot I mean, of that I think at times. They don't, they don't want it leaked. Well, sometimes they do. Oh, I, yeah. Sometimes they do. <laughs> sometimes they want things to leak so they can kind of judge yeah. how it's going yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, yes, I agree with you. It, it's, it's fun to be surprised. Um, but at the end of the day, like the surprise doesn't judge, has nothing to do with how good the game is or not. That's true. You know, and I think that that's, that's probably a better way of putting it. It's like, we got to let that go. It's fun to be surprised, but just because you're surprised doesn't mean the game will be good or bad at all. Like, you still want the game to be good. That's most important. I think that goes back to, like, the atmosphere of E3, where there's just so much information right in front of you. There's so much new information and presentations of, of games that you'll see. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that looks so awesome. But when the game is actually released... And it's there, and it's like, oh yeah, that was showed at E3. Now you're getting. I probably in, won't get that. Now you're getting like in the Devolver territory. I right? was just, just gonna, yeah. You just want to eat I the was, hype. The game is chores. Want, yeah. They're just exactly. things in the way. We just want announcements. Just give us the next announcement. God, I love that show. That show that is so good. Show. By the way, Shaq folks, Carrion Switch 
the 23rd comes out next it week. It's pretty good, and that's not even my type of game, and I think it looks cool. It just mm-hmm. sucks for Nintendo that it's on Game Pass. <laughs> it's just Game <laughs> Pass, right. man. They get every one of them. Slaughtering. Yeah, they're, oh they're just gosh. like there. There's a there's like an overlap in my spending habits. It's like Xbox spending, Nintendo spending, and then there's the overlap where they fit. Game Pass is eating that overlap up. Yes. They're like, we're not going to let Donnie spend any money on Switch. All of the games he wants on Switch, put them in Game Pass. And that's what's happening to me. It's working for sure. It's absolutely yeah. working. I wish Nintendo would do something like that. How great would it be if they turned Nintendo Switch Online? They're like, hey, Nintendo Switch Online folks, guess what? We're going to give you Hollow Knight. That's what I thought. Like, it Game Pass. After they started doing Tetris 99, I thought we were going to get more stuff like that, and we aren't. I, I, I never wanted to go as far as saying that we get it every month, and I think that's what they're scared of. If they do it, then it'll be expected that you do every month or every other month or two a month, right? Because that's what the other people do. Mm-hmm. But I would love for them to do twice a year. Like, everybody can now play Golf Story. Everybody can now play Hollow Knight. Yeah. Everybody can mm-hmm. now play Minecraft Dungeons or something. Like, you just make a partnership and give a game away, even if it's an old game. It'd be mm-hmm. cool. I would love for everybody to be able to play Golf Story. It would give more value to the service, I believe. It definitely would. That's for sure. Even if it was DLC. It gives people an incentive to buy something. Hey, if you buy Minecraft Dungeons this month, we're giving the DLC away for free. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Not bad. At it, the it, same it time, attention, right? don't want to ask for too much. 20 bucks. Yeah, we get twenty bucks a year, and for us, well, you guys aren't on my family plan, but for my family plan and half the PSVG team that's on it, it's not even twenty bucks a year. We're getting out of like four dollars <laughs> and a quarter. Yeah, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cheap. Now, yeah. if they ever wanted to raise the price, then they would have to do a bit more. I think. Yes, I wouldn't pay thirty dollars a year for Nintendo Switch Online as it currently. I think is. they're hitting the bare minimum. Yeah, the kinda. absolute bare. They're giving minimum. you just enough not to cancel. <laughs> Yes. You're like, they're like, okay, right. I'll I'll throw it in so I can play Splatoon 2 for like two hours that one year. It's just, it's so cheap. Yeah. You're like, I might as well just keep it. You know, like I can play Super Mario World Tecmo Bowl, I guess. Donkey yeah. Kong Country. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> now that's worth 20 bucks a year. Rebecca, let's get into some questions. John Z would like to know, you probably have lots of favorite music from several series, but which one do you enjoy the most? Zelda. That's an easy one for me. I have... All the Zelda orchestras. I've went to the Zelda orchestra. I've been there in person and watched it. So pretty easy for me. Yeah, fantastic music. Um, I don't know. This is the first thing that I got in my head. Hotline Miami. Um, mm. It's a very solid uh, soundtrack. I always listened to it back in the day when I was like studying for tests or working overnight. That's the soundtrack I go to because I feel like I can be in focus um, doing other things. So, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that one. If we're only talking like Nintendo specifically, I would definitely agree Zelda. Um, I think consistently the music is amazing throughout every single game. Um, if we're talking about any game that appears on Nintendo systems, it's a tie for me between Chrono Trigger and Undertale. And I think if you do Nintendo franchises, Donkey Kong Countries, those soundtracks are really good. Including the one we were listening to. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Those voices, no. I can't believe you showed that to me, Doc. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Nightmarish. Um, it would be like outside Nintendo stuff I'd, I'd prop with The Last of Us. Actually, is one of the things I was mm. thinking about. And I haven't said it on a podcast. I'm not sure if I'm ever going to talk about Last of Us 2 on a podcast. Last of Us 2's soundtrack didn't do as much for me as the first mm-hmm. one. It's not. It's much more atmospheric. It's like... Yeah, not that I want to compare anything to Breath of the Wild, <laughs> but in the same vein that Breath of the Wild's like 
soundtrack isn't like a Zelda soundtrack. It's atmospheric and stuff. Last of Us 2's is kind of that way too. It doesn't have as much like musical tracks, just kind of like mm-hmm. sounds and stuff that they play throughout the game. It's got some, but not as many. Whereas the first one, I almost love that soundtrack so much. So many of those songs I still listen to. I'm not really closely related to Final Fantasy because I haven't played much of those games. But when I heard the remake of Final Fantasy VII theme, like I don't play, I haven't played that game at all, like much at all. But that gave me goosebumps. And in, that one was so good. And in similar to you, I don't play Destiny. Destiny has a fantastic soundtrack. If you just oh, yeah. want to listen to some great like background music while you work or something, throw Destiny up on Spotify and give it a listen. It is orchestral goodness it is fantastic mm-hmm. yep they're all over the place soundscape would like to know have you guys ever had an n64 kid moment in your life referring to that famous video of um the kid who gets the nintendo 64 <laughs> for christmas and starts screaming yes rebecca would you like to start yeah i have one that is just like that um where i guess it was christmas 2001 i should should have looked this up <laughs> picture for anyone who was watching um where i got um the gamecube for christmas that year along with oh, Wind waker and the zelda collector's edition um and me being the biggest zelda fan in the world that was like the greatest thing ever because it was not only the new zelda but then the collection which like i could play all the old ones and like some of the ones that i had never gotten to play before like zelda one and two um so that was like my this is the best christmas ever type uh type gift and i'll never forget that i never had a gift like that where i unwrapped it and did that i Mm -hmm. never had that moment i had moments where i had like extended moments of bliss after doing something and to pick one it would be i've told the story of check before so i'll tell the long story but Shortly after I moved into our current house, I went and just started like raiding like local flea markets and stuff. And I found a GameCube collection of the Zelda games, the Metroid games, uh, the Star Fox mm-hmm. games, the Resident Evil games, the collector's editions of those games, the still books, the cases that were all wrapped. And I bought them for $5 a piece. What? I walked out of there. I, I spent like $65 and I walked out of there with like 25 games and I ended up selling them all on eBay for like $500. Really? Oh, oh I absolutely did. Oh my god! I tried to keep them. I actually opened half of them, and I remember Jace. He was losing his mind. He was like, "Don't open!" No. <laughs> and I, I went to a local store because I didn't have a GameCube, and I needed a GameCube. And I was telling the kids, "I was like, you're gonna love these games. I've loved all these games." And I, I took one. I had had two Zelda promotional discs that were sealed. So I told the guy that owned the the store, I said, "I'll give you one." for two GameCubes and ended up giving me like a bunch of stuff and the kids got stuffed animals and everything. So I came back with the systems. I plugged it up, put in Star Fox Adventures. Kids were just, (laughs) they were not having it. They were like, what is this? Oh my gosh. (laughs) They hated it. They thought it was so awful. And I tried to get a plate to like Tony Hawk and I had NCAA football and like it just, it looks so bad compared to everything they've ever known. They were like, dad, we're not playing this. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, Okay, so then I kept it, and I played it for like a month, and then after a month, you know, I stopped playing it like we do with retro stuff, and I I just listed the whole collection on eBay. I got like $550 for it. But the day I brought it home, I felt like that. I was like, I so bad, I just wanted to show and tell everybody that knew what I had found. Like, you, I I don't necessarily think you could find stuff like that anymore. Like, it was a one in a million chance. 
And you know it's real. Oh, it's totally, yeah, it was all real. Okay. Yeah. All right, then. Cool. Uh, I I actually had to think about this one because, honestly, like you, Donnie, I'm not too sure if I ever opened a you gift. You ever had Jack's a- Bakugan moment? No, I didn't have Jack's Bakugan moment. I had a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh moments, but but not Bakugan. Um, yeah, so I think the one memory that, that goes down to is actually in 2000. This is 2005. Um, that's when the Xbox 360 was launching. It was that year, that winter holiday. And I remember asking for like a, a regular Xbox for Christmas. Um, and I was like, eh, I, I know the 360 is like, you know, they're getting sold out everywhere. Like, it's like, I, I know I'm not going to get that. Dad, mom, just, just, I would like in a regular Xbox to play games. I want to play the Crash Tag Team Racing or whatever. My dad woke me up four in the morning. I think it was like the day before Christmas. Oh, Eve. no. <laughs> and my dad's like, hey, Garrett, um, so I talked to a Best Buy guy yesterday. They're bringing in shipments in of the Xbox 360 this morning and we're going to go over there and we're going to get a voucher for this. And now it was like, it was super top secret stuff. Cause he, he, for it. what camp out for it. We didn't camp out. It was early that morning. So, so we woke up like, you know, really early to get head over there that, that day to get a voucher. So yeah, basically we were over there and then there was a couple of like, I know there were teenagers that were there since two in the morning, but that's it. We were number four in line. And I think there was a total of like maybe 15 to 20 Xbox 360 consoles that were going to be out. And we camped out there out in the freezing cold for like four hours. And 8 a.m., that's when they gave us the voucher. And so we were number four and we there was like local buildings. So we grabbed Krispy Kreme donuts and, and like Starbucks coffee and everything. It was just a wonderful memory just grabbing that console. We got Quake. Uh, I think it was like Quake 4 or something like that. And Call of Duty 2. Um, and uh, I remember Hexix HD. Uh, that was an original yep, arcade game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the Blades. I remember mm-hmm. opening up and it was like a Blades UI. That that was like my main console like from then on. I was, a, I was like, I am now an Xbox guy. And when uh, I came back to my house, I was like, Garrett, I got something to show you that we're going to return. Why don't you open those Christmas gifts over there? And it was the regular Xbox. He's like, yeah, yeah, return that. I'm good. <laughs> we're gonna, we're this just gonna trash. You're one. trying to pass off, Dad. <laughs> exactly. Aww. And you know what? They had a little bit of backwards compatibility, so I kept the Crash Tag Team Racing. Sure. Uh, or it's not Tag Team. It was something like that, though. That's great. Um, but yeah, that was that was a great memory of mine. I tried to give my kids one of those when we got our um, NES Classics. Mm-hmm. Because remember how super hard those were to find. Yeah, I got the alert on my phone that the Amazon prize truck or something was in Atlanta, and you get like this little text mm. notification. They have like a limited. You don't know what I'm talking about. Atlanta uh, Amazon had this program. I think they still do it, where they do these like trucks with these random giveaways. Yeah, and they put these trucks out in like in major cities, and if you subscribe to alerts, you just get an alert. Be like, we've got this They're thing here. at this price. Yeah. Like as soon as you get here, like first come first serve. So Amazon did it. And um, at this time they were like moving around and it was like, this was like the first thing that they used the, with the service on. So at the time it was like super low key, like people on Twitter were texting each other pictures and stuff. Like I saw the truck. It's over Mm -hmm. here. 
So like I grabbed the kids. We were supposed to go to the lake or something. I was like, absolutely not. Get in the car. And we drove into the city to find it. And we had to pay for like parking. We had to like run across the street and everything. But uh, when we found the the Amazon price truck, they had this whole Mario thing rollout set up with like putt putt and a little Mario guy in a costume. Wow. You take your pictures in the cutout thing, and you could you could get the thing. Like we got them for like fifty dollars. It was like uh, there was no limit. We bought like three of them. <laughs> some wow. dude some dude bought like eighteen of them. Um, there was definitely oh like scalpers there. Um, but wow. I, that, so when I was telling you earlier, like I had to hack my consoles, I bought one for me, I hacked it. And then when I saw how easy and cool it was to hack, I hacked the other ones and gave them as presents. So I cool. gave it to like my, you know, brother and sister-in-law's kids and stuff like that and just packed full of games. Love it. Yep. Nice. Any more? Or do you I'm want to? I don't know. 90 minutes. It's a long show. I mean... Yeah. All right. Jeez. We, we we have quite a few more questions, but we can either do more and save save them for next week. Next we'll week, save them for next week. So that's going to yeah. do it for us this week, Kooplings. Thanks for hanging out. Chat, you were lovely tonight. I uh, very much enjoyed trying to follow along with you. Um, hope to see you next week. But that'll do it for us this week. Good night, Kooplings. Bye-bye. <laughs>